Quiet on the set. And action. Welcome to Media and Monuments Podcast, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Media and Monuments is conversations featuring industry pros speaking on a wide range of topics of interest to media makers. Welcome, everyone, to our Halloween episode. In this episode, it'll be the co-hosts to talk all things spooky in the film world. Um, So we'll first introduce ourselves. I am one of the co-hosts, Tara Jabari, and I love horror films. It's one of my favorite genres. I'm Candice, another one of our three rotating co-hosts. I love Halloween. I come at the film thing more from loving Halloween and costumes and all of that. So I like Halloween movies, which does include some horror and thriller suspense type ones. But so I'm not as obsessed with uh, with horror as Tara, but I love Halloween. I'm Sandra. And unlike my other two co-hosts, I am not a fan of the horror genre. I like the candy part of the Halloween. So I, I'm more of the suspense Alfred Hitchcock, and I would have to say um, the Twilight Zone shows. Okay, so do, you don't like gore then, right? It's No, that's not for me. Okay. And I know that some people love that. In fact, with actually about a few years ago before the pandemic, they actually did a Wednesday one where people came to learn more about doing horror movie makeup And the audience was packed. There were so many people who wanted to get into doing this type of makeup for the horror movies. We had done a a short survey before recording. And at the end, we'll do shout outs to those who did the survey. So if you did the survey or if you're interested in knowing the results, be sure to listen to the whole episode. But first, I wanted to go over a personal anecdote of a horror film that you've been through. So I'll go first. The Exorcist. I remember uh, renting the VHS at Blockbuster when we were like 11 and the two girls sleeping over at my place like, oh, you haven't seen it. You have to watch it. And for some reason, the VHS, it was definitely rewounded because be kind, rewind. And it started with a behind the scenes. So I actually watched all of the behind the scenes as it was like 20 minute documentary. And then the film started and I'm like, what the hell are you guys bringing to me? Her face turns. There were sexual innuendos that we didn't get because we were 11. And, you know, like it was weird. I'm like, oh, she looks like a spider going down the stairs. All sorts of stuff. I was terrified. And I lasted about, well, it's a long movie, but when she starts going up and down the bed is when I flipped out and I was like, absolutely not. And then years later, I ended up um, going to Georgetown University for graduate school. And my classes were always in car barn, which is right next door to the staircase, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is next door to the house. So I have gone up and down those stairs and I'm like, it's not even scary to me. I'm just annoyed (laughs) because I have to get to class and there's no way to get down from Wisconsin. You have to go up the stairs. And then 
a couple of years later, a friend of mine who also was traumatized by The Exorcist, she and I had been living in D.C. and I've been living in Georgetown. So we rented the movie bravely during daylight and we watched it. And now we call it a romantic comedy because I'm like, a lot of romantic comedies have copied <laughs> this. That demon is flirting with that priest so much. <laughs> Come on now. Um, I, I don't remember yeah. enough of the specifics, but I do know that for those of our listeners that aren't in the D.C. area, there are those famous exorcist steps. It's pretty much anyone who goes to Georgetown for the first time says, have you seen the exorcist steps? And I remember that was one of the first things I heard about that area as well. So yeah. it's a notorious, notorious uh, horror movie connection there. And that house has a huge gate because they've been bothered so much by fans and stuff. But... A different, yeah. So that's my personal antidote. I'm no longer scared of that movie, and also it did help to see like how they did the different makeup and and the voice. Poor woman had to chain smoke and use a mic. So then, what's the point of the mic? If anyway, so it kind of helped. But then I was older and wiser. So now, uh, Candice, do you want to tell? Your? Um, sure. I mean, so I don't have a specific uh, one necessarily, but I do know speaking of what you were just kind of piggybacking off of what you said, I do remember growing up thinking if a movie was ever too scary that I would just mute it. And that I also liked learning about how, I mean, I've had a fascination with how films are made and created um, my whole life. So the behind the scenes really helps take the scary away from it when you when you can kind of pause and sometimes think, oh, look how they did that makeup. And it, if I can pull myself out of a film if I need to, if I'm starting to get a little too scared. And muting it is always the best way to do it because I know that horror, the genre is so firmly locked in sound. Like there's so much of the soundtrack builds the suspense and the fear and all of that. So I always had that as a security blanket of sorts if I got too scared. But that said, I have a very vivid imagination. So I always assumed I was going to be more scared by movies than I actually ended up being when I started watching more horror movies. I was just kind of like, no, I don't think I'm going to like it. So I would avoid them because there's so many other films to watch. But then when I started watching them, and maybe I was older at the time too, um, they really didn't, they really don't scare me now. Um, I'm also very desensitized to the violence and, and, and gore at this point in my life. Although having said that, I do one have a memory that's tied to a specific film, which is The Sixth Sense where when that came out, I was already a teenager, but I still remember that after the fact, because it was kind of what I like to consider like slightly plausible, like psychological is more, that scares me way more than jump scares and gore. Like if someone gets their head chopped off or whatever, who cares for me? But if it's something that feels like a ghost or something, <laughs> it, it scares me. So I do remember one time thinking about the movie right after seeing it and getting so petrified, peeking into the hallway outside of my bedroom and thinking, I remember in the movie, the, the, the ghosts and spirits or whatever, you knew they were around if they were cold, like you could feel cold cold in the air. So I was like, as long as I feel super hot, I'm safe. And so I just get really, really warm so that I could make sure that I wasn't going to see some, some dead person walk down the hall. So that's, that's, <laughs> but now I watch it and all these other movies and even older ones and they, they don't really scare me now, but that's, that's my story. That's a good one. I also wanted to prefix that there might be spoilers. I cannot control this conversation. That's true. So. Well, we, we can do our best to not spoil things yeah. that have come out in the last like few years. Yeah. But things that have been out for decades, um, I think those should be fair game at yeah. this point. 
Sandra, what's your personal anecdote? My personal anecdote is something that happened about 10 years ago. My brother-in-law and my and I were watching a movie that he had picked. And the name of the movie is called The Devil. And there was a scene where you didn't know of all these six or seven people were in this elevator, which one was the devil. And then the lights would go out in this movie scene and then someone would die and you didn't know who did it. But everybody was in the elevator and then one by one, different people were dying because you didn't know which one was the devil. So I saw that movie. I was enormously scared. I didn't like it. My brother-in-law thought it was hilarious. A few days later, I'm at Heathrow Airport on my way to go see my grandmother. And then in the airport at Heathrow, the elevator is going up and it suddenly stops. Oh, no. And I just thought, oh, my God. I turned, I put my back up against the wall, and I looked at all the people in the elevator. And all I could sense was, oh, no, it's the devil movie all over again. And then finally oh, no. waited and waited. And then I thought, you know, it was going to, the lights were going to go out. What was going to happen? Finally, after about 10 minutes, the elevator started working again. I got off. I took my suitcase. I ran towards the tube just to jump on. I was so scared. <laughs> Ooh, well, that's just, that, that'll really lock it in that that fear. <laughs> you were scarred. Want to clarify that the movie's just called Devil, not the Devil? Because I was like, oh, there's another movie, but it's you're right, it's Devil. And mm. sorry, I didn't mean every to time I go in anybody on the different wrong movie title. No. <laughs> it's I love it, and I actually thought I could introduce it to my mother who doesn't like horror films. I'm like, it's more like a thriller, and she's like, I hate this. No. No, I feel no, like I'm I have not. to see it now. <laughs> it's so good, but every time I go in an elevator, and sometimes with my friend at home, I know friends who love the movie too. We always look at each other when a bunch of strangers come in too. <laughs> like devil. I also got super excited. I'm like, Sandra, did you see somebody from the movie? Because I love those guys. <laughs> Miss America, well, Miss Congeniality, the woman who wins, is in Devil, just so you know. Okay. I just spoiled a comedy, not even the movie, <laughs> like a horror movie. So, um, okay. So one of the things that we wanted to do is also give some facts. And Sandra, you kindly did some research about the horror genre and uh, and stuff like that. Can you share what you found? Well, the horror movie genre exact is, according to the rap, is a billion dollar industry. This is as of 2017. So one of the things is that the genre itself is pretty easy to do and put, so it doesn't cost a lot to make these movies. So that's one of the reasons why some people, when they first get into the business, will make these movies because they're fairly cost-effective to make. So it's a billion-dollar industry, and it's not a lot of output by big-name actors um, or big-name uh, location places. So the first Halloween uh, film that was out with Jamie Lee Curtis, that was in 1979, and that movie, it cost... $325,000 to make that movie. And then it ended up making $47 million U.S. box office. At that time? At that time. They took, it took oh over gosh. 17 days to shoot. $47 million U.S. box office. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. And and it la- launched the career of Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's been, uh, all the promotions that we've seen for the most recent one, which ends that franchise, of which, uh, do you know how many movies are in that it's about one? About 12, like I 13, think. I believe. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a lot of well, movies. Michael Myers, the killer in that one, is in a couple, like, a couple other franchises. But I thought Halloween and Michael Myers, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah. it was just with Laurie, the Jamie Lee Curtis, there's six. I think. Anyway, it's a lot. Okay. Right, right. And and she's saying it is the last one. And so a couple of weeks ago, she was on one of the late night shows, Jimmy Kimmel, and he had her sign some documents saying, yes, this is the last one. I will not be in any more <laughs> Halloween films. But. Yeah. Well, they're certainly wrapping it up nicely because all of the promos are about sort of the touching journey. But have you guys journey. watched it? I've seen the original Halloween. Um, I have. So, I might have seen one of the others in between. I think that they're, as someone who has a pretty discriminating taste on quality of films, a lot of horrors to me. I find them kind of boring and and stupid. Um, so it was a little bit slow. It didn't really hold up for me. And and if again at this point, if if horror films because of how spoiled we've gotten in recent days with like um, realism. Like I just watched Psycho uh, the other day kind of to prepare for this. And to me, the the absurdly sterile violence, just, I, I it's hilarious to me. It becomes more of a comedy. I'm like, wow, three drops of blood and you were stabbed to death. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So to, to me, it's like a lot of those older ones, older movies at the time, I'm sure were great successes and like a whole shocking thing but coming at it now it's really hard for me to take them seriously so I'll appreciate parts of it but I'm not even remotely scared can I just give you one trivia question on the Halloween franchise so which housewife of Beverly Hills starred in the original Halloween and is in also Halloween end Ooh, I don't watch the Real Housewives stuff. I don't watch it either, but I did watch Hollywood Ends, and I will be proud to say that it sucked. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was really disappointing. Um, I don't know who's the so Real Housewives. In the original Halloween, um, Lori goes to babysit two kids. Well, the little girl mm-hmm. is Kyle Richards, and then she is in a very oh, small scene what? in Halloween End, and she's wearing bangs, which is not normally what she wears. So anyway, it's Kyle Richards. Oh, that's the, I like that. I yeah. appreciate the book ending that this yes. franchise is doing, <laughs> yeah. that it's keeping certain things throughout. That's, they it, tried it nice. with Halloween H2O. That's one I saw, I think. That's with Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams. And it was fine. And then they brought it back and said, that never happened. And so they did the last, these last three films with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, But yeah, it was a, one of the problems with these franchises is, um, I will say this, it's like, slight spoiler they introduced a whole new character in halloween ends and it concentrates on this character's arc for the majority of the film only that they die and i'm like okay so then what was the point versus if you're going to make a conclusion about the family like the myers family um and stuff so it it was bizarre. I was like, because I, I prepped to watch it for this. So I'm just, <laughs> I have seen quite a lot of um, 
well, I've seen a ton of movies, but I've seen a decent amount of Halloween movies. So that actually is kind of a segue into I know what we're going to talk about um, mm-hmm. coming up is, um, you know, this time of year, you have all these channels and networks doing, you know, 31 days of Halloween and yeah. there's all these Halloween and horror movies. And I've seen maybe about half of the ones that um, come out and because I do like Halloween movies, so Nightmare Before Christmas, and you know, I'll, I'll watch all of them. Um, I've seen a lot of the ones like Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus Two, Beetlejuice, you know, um, Witches, Practical Magic. Like, there's so many things that are not scary horror films, but they are specifically Halloween films, and I tend to like those a little bit better. Also, maybe because they're not the like sort of quick, th- you know, thrasher. Um, mm corny kind of horror thing where there's maybe just not as much emphasis on quality or or entertainment but I don't know but to me I like when the humor is intentional and not there because it's just so bad <laughs> yeah I guess well we'll get into some of these uh lists that talk about some of the best horror films some are a lot of these are indie films that I appreciate because it it's more internal struggles or psychological and that messes you up that more than if it's just stab stab bloody bloody um but sandra did you have any other kind of fun facts to share um well actually uh candace mentioned psycho and i did want to mention there was a remake of psycho done about 1998 so that starred uh the norman bates character was vince vaughn um yeah and then um, the Janet Lee character, who turns is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, um, yeah. that char- that in the remake in 1998, Anne Hache. Shot by shot remake. Right, right. And it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. No. They all admitted it, too. Yeah. Julianne Moore is in mm-hmm. it. All sorts, and you would be like, "How can this suck? It worked before." Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I mean, I don't know if it's spoilers, but the whole the the story itself was just really dumb. I mean, I remember watching it, going in with pretty neutral expectations. Um, You know, watching it, getting ready for this, and seeing some others, I was like, "I gotta check off a few more of the classics." And like, there's all this, there's like a dumb plot point that doesn't mean anything at the beginning, and the character's just kind of an idiot, like. I'm, just to me, I just was so frustrated by so much of it being just a horrible story. I do think that the guy who played Norman Bates did a really good job, and you know there were there were um, you know cute actors uh, and some some interesting things about it, and I can appreciate that at that time how some things were really risque and and all that. But I just the the story itself to me was just not good. So if you're making it again in this day and age and you're doing shot for shot, like you're not improving on the story anymore, I don't know why you wouldn't take it as an opportunity to improve And something. that's the thing. It was one of the first films where Janet Lee was the biggest star out there and then you kill her within the first 30 minutes and you're like, well, then what the hell did I just sign up for? So that was a shock. But when you're making a remake of such a thing, you're like, well, obviously Anne Heche is going to not go past the 30 minute mark and shocker that happens, you know, cause it's a shot for shot remake. I will say that, um, one of the films that came up this year called Barbarian, it reminds me of Psycho because you think you're watching one and then it turns into something else and it mm-hmm. far exceeded our expectations. And we're like, I, I don't even want to tell you more about it. If you really like horror films, mm-hmm. this is one for the books and it, it is now being considered one of the best horror films ever made. I, I really, really loved Get Out. 
Um, mm-hmm. I thought Nope was terrible, but I really loved Get Out. Um, you know, it, like I also, to be honest, I don't know if it's considered a horror, but I I really loved Promising Young Woman. To me, that was a horror film. Um, I loved that one. It was yeah, so good. And so I, I, and like, I like the nuance of some of the ones that came out recently and that was pretty good. And, you know, it, it, where, or, or like a twisty thing, like some of the Cloverfield things where it's like a different take or, or even I can appreciate and respect when Blair Witch Project came out that it was a whole new style. So like, I really, I think I even watched some of Hereditary, but to me it was like, yeah, not that great. Um, it was kind of shock value on some things, but I knew I knew it was going to be. It's a very internal, like it makes you question yourself and your own yeah. family, and I think that's harder for to pull off. It's also one of the things is when people start talking about it, scene by scene, shot by shot, it ruins the movie when you finally watch it. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, you have to watch, I think you it could go either way. Yeah, I think if you're, I, I like to watch films fresh, but sometimes if it wasn't the best, hearing more and understanding and contextualizing things and getting a little bit more behind the scenes on it sometimes will improve it. And then you watch it again and you appreciate it a little bit more. Um, but especially when it's things that like twists and turns are part of the enjoyment of watching something. Yeah, if, if something's going to come out and there's going to be some twist ending. I definitely try to see it before too many people ruin it. You know, it's like, you know, I want to be able to safely move about the internet without any spoilers. So I try to watch things fast uh, if it is going to be a big, a big thing like that. And and going back to the the film, and a lot of people got their start in horror, mostly actors, I think. But it's a good challenge for writers and directors and. Mm-hmm. Makeup sound, artists and market, costume, make, yeah. All that because it's, there. I was always taught like, it's a hard thing to pull off. So if you do get it right, congrats. If you do it wrong, people who love the genre will still love it because mm-hmm. they love to hate these movies too. Yeah. So you, there's a kind of a win-win. And also um, famously, so Halloween was super cheap to make and blew box office records. Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity, both of which were handheld cameras. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. and I think the Blair Witch Project was actually done here in Montgomery County in the state of Maryland, from what I I remember. I remember that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, we did a little bit of a list of some famous Halloween-liked theme films like Edward Scissorhands, Mm -hmm. Focus Focus. That was fun. That was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, Fun. Ghostbusters. Fun. Ghostbusters, yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So you have you guys seen all of these? I haven't seen Buffy because I'm not a Buffy, Buffy fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I loved that movie. And well, I see, to me, and then I, I don't know if it's if I'm going to sound like a snob or anything here, but uh, to me, Buffy is in that category of like the sort of lower quality TV show type things where like, you know, like CW Network had a lot of things where, you know, there's people that love uh, soap operas, right? And it, to me, kind of feels like some horror movies where it's kind of fast and cheap, but people like it for different reasons. Um, I don't like them. Um, (laughs) And then there are some TV shows that uh, I feel like there's not as high a production quality value or just a, a lower quality. And to me, I don't like them as much. So it's like a taste thing. So there are some really, really popular, you know, 
franchises and things like that in the TV world that have also gone over to, to film, like even Doctor Who, I'm like, eh, it's not really for me. But I, I can understand that if people get really into it, they like it for other reasons and there's kind of loyalty to that. Um, I just never got into it. So I had no real reason to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And there's so many things that come out in this genre that I would honestly be more inclined to watch like the kids' movies for Halloween, because I think some kids' movies are fantastic. Um, so, like, I would watch things like that m more so than than Buffy. So, really quickly, because it came out this year, did you guys all see Hocus Pocus 2? I have not seen yes. Hocus Pocus 2 yet, but I did like Hocus Pocus 1. I rewatched Hocus Pocus in preparation for this, and it's such a delightful film. And then I watched Hocus Pocus 2 the next day. It's not a bad movie, in my opinion, but it does not match with Hocus Pocus. It is not their Godfather part two. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, it's funny because I didn't rewatch Hocus Pocus, the first one. Um, I Because it comes out every October all over the place, um, I've seen snippets of it again over the last few years. And to me, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. And so I went into Hocus Pocus 2 with very low expectations and was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't as bad as I was bracing for. So, Sandra and listeners, if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus 2, maybe watch it, but don't rewatch the first one right before, because then you'll be disappointed. <laughs> sure, yeah. I think Leave that's that. a fair... I think yeah. the, in the new one, like, the, the casting of the, of the younger versions of the sisters was really great, and... yeah. You know, they had, I, I'm always, I'm always like looking at the casting and the sets and all that stuff. Cause you know, we're, we're the, we're the media maker types. That's what we do. <laughs> well, so we also have a couple of lists of best horror films in the last decade. Oh, cool. So from 2012, 2010 to present day. Um, you got a few there. You and I'll go really quickly. Yeah, no, that sounds a good. A Quiet Place? Oh, Quiet Place. Have I you saw the first them? one. Yes, yes, yes. I saw I saw both of those, and I thought they were very good. They're well done. Uh, Hereditary? I saw... Uh, I honestly, I think I saw most of it, and I ended up having to to leave because I wasn't even supposed to be in the theater then. Um, so, uh, um, and so I had a, a friend explain the last like 30 minutes of it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm kind of glad I didn't sit through the rest of that. It just seemed like yeah. it got more and more and more bizarre. But I did get through the, you know, the shocking, the, the shocking scene that we both talk about, you know, yes. <laughs> which I won't spoil. I'm not going to no. spoil because it's too recent, but yeah. I but it is, uh, the reviews are saying it's a truly scary look at grief, depression, and family. Uh, so if you have family issues, maybe don't watch it. If you do and you want some catharsis, I but still Tara, don't think you should watch everyone it. everyone has some sort of family issue. <laughs> this one's a whole other realm of its own. Yeah. Um, Cam is a Netflix original. Do you guys know about this? It's an mm -hmm. indie film. And I haven't watched it, but I've wanted to. And it's a girl who wants to be a camera girl. Oh, uh, uh, cam girl. You know, like uh, OnlyFans before OnlyFans. Um, mm. So you can see her life and stuff. Um, because I studied how technology and media has impacted our lives in this more digital age. So I'm intrigued by that. But yeah, I haven't seen it and I've been wanting to. Um, Gerald's Game. The Stephen mm -hmm. King book turned film that came out on Netflix. It's considered one of the best Stephen King novels turned mm -hmm. horror films. And it came out, I think, uh, two, three years ago. It's 
quite well. Well, just to, just to say, I mean, Stephen King, that brings up, I mean, obviously you have, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movies, and then you also mm-hmm. have Stephen King movies. Like, there's definitely mm-hmm. the M. Night Shyamalan movies. There's all these uh, creators of the stories um, that are their kind of franchise in and of itself, you know, like that that particular director or whatever. Um, it Comes at Night, which is a post-apocalyptic horror film. Mm, I think I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. I, funny story, so my... Friends and I love horror films. We hadn't watched a horror film in a theater together before. So we were like so excited. We we're going to go watch this. And we wanted to get scared and jump scares. This is not the that movie. So we came out disappointed, but it is a good movie. Uh, just don't expect to get jump yeah, scares. Yeah, because there, there is that difference between jump scares and psychological scares. And that's the thing, the, the jump scares... It reminds me of any time I've gone through a haunted house or Halloween Horror Nights or whatever. I'm constantly bracing for the jump scare and, and like waiting and assuming where it might be. So when it happens, it's not quite as much. But then you kind of get excited when someone does get you. You're like, ah, well done. You know, it's a challenge. Um, but yeah, that's not as scary. It's more of like a quick release yeah. of, in, of, of uh, endorphins or whatever. And then after that, uh, it, it dissipates. But the psychological ones, that's the one where you watch it. Don't really care so much then, and it's a slow burn. It'll get you later. <laughs> well, so one that I agree should and did win best original screenplay, Get Out. Yeah, Get Out. I thought was really, really good. But um, Get Out. What I really appreciate when you hear about how he. Do you guys know how he thought of the film? Mm-mm. Which I thought was quite interesting. And this is why I like learning these facts because as a storyteller, you hear how people get inspired to write these. So Jordan Peele is now married um, to, I think her name's Chelsea Peretti, who is a white woman and he is black. But when they were dating, he had the same conversation that's in the film where he's like, do your parents know that I'm black? She's like, I didn't tell them, but do you want me to? Um, and so that was one thing. And then it was around the time that um, f- for his first term, uh, President Barack Obama had won the election and people naively would go and they're like, racism is over. And he's like, it is not over mm-hmm. by any means. So Not even a little bit. T- not even a little bit. And so these two kind of things that were happening on he he created get out mm-hmm. um which is a interracial couple go visit his white girlfriend's family and things go weird uh mm-hmm. and it's very well done but i really liked that seemingly like a presidential election your personal life you know they can, mm-hmm. like to combine it and then it speaks to so many other people i thought was a really great example of why Stories are great and films are great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Witch. Um, no. It's a very, uh, um, I've seen it. I was bored and I get yelled at when I say that. Um, <laughs> people love it. I uh, know the feeling because I do that with a lot of classics. I'm like, eh, kind of sucked. And they're like, what? But it's so good. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Train to Busan, which is a South Korean film, which is a zombie film. It is, I've seen it multiple times. I love it. And there was a sequel, and I need to get my hands on it. I do, uh, speaking of zombies, I do remember really liking World War Z and Zombieland. Oh, yeah. And the Warm Bodies was also really cute, based on Romeo and Juliet, but also involving zombies. (laughs) So would you consider that kind of like your... Halloween fun. Well, that's film. that's a thing I wanted to kind of bring up is, you know, when you think of Halloween movies, obviously you've got horror. But then when you think of the other ones, there's kind of those classic 
costumes, you know, like witch, ghost, zombie, vampire, you know, and those, once you start doing some of those, that's how you get a lot of these Halloween-esque movies, you know, like anything involving vampires or werewolves or ghosts or, you know, then it's, it automatically becomes a Halloween movie because it's one of the sort of, uh, top five of of classic costumes, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, sure if there's something involving pumpkins, it would be a Halloween movie as well because that is the symbol of Halloween. I'm just going to mention. Uh, the, so, a girl walks home alone at night is a is a vampire movie that came out in the last ten years, and it's an a Persian speaking film. Mm-hmm. I have seen it. And something that took me out of it, it's supposed to take place in Iran. They filmed it in Southern California because we call it Tehranjalis anyway. There's a lot of (laughs) us there. Um, And so it kind of bugged me. And my cousin and I were watching it. We're like, I cannot get into this because woman, you're saying you have to wear a veil because you're in Iran. No, you're not. You're in San Diego. I don't know if they're (laughs) in San Diego, but you know what? So it took me out of that film. Sort of like how Candace, you were like, if I can't, I focus yeah, on these it's details. really hard to ignore some of those things. I mean, and also, I don't know if you guys get this as well, but from places living in in the DC area, you know, a lot of times it's one of the towns in in that gets into media a lot. You know, and movies mm-hmm. set here, mm-hmm. just like a lot of things are set in New York or whatever. So people in small towns might not have that same issue, but we we constantly when something is set where you live, you're constantly checking to see if it's accurate, and so sometimes you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, that jog Halloween. is completely impossible. You know. So it's those types of things that you have that, you know, you really need to work harder to suspend your disbelief on, and it can really draw you out of the film. Um, but I did want to say with um, the foreign film aspect that, yeah, there's there's a lot of great ones. I know you've seen a lot of them. I'd like to see more, so I'd love to get some recommendations for you from you. We got uh, that coming up in the surveys, and I just wanted to say, like, Halloween, the original, is supposed to take place in the suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the second she goes outside of her high school it's like in five minutes there's palm trees and we're like bs there are no palm trees in illinois <laughs> right she's wearing like a sweater and she's wearing plaid and yeah they've got these old yeah. cars that you know they say they yeah the halloween and, time yeah would be a lot where yeah you, you wouldn't just walk around in a in a t-shirt or a button-down shirt like a one character for a while right even if it is just a, a brisk walk mm-hmm. there were so many lists of the best horror films of all time some things will keep coming up so i'll just really quickly name them um the shining yes mm-hmm. classic mm-hmm. yeah halloween Psycho, The Exorcist, Mm -hmm. Alien, Jaws, Silence of the Lambs, Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. And then you get into, would you guys agree that these are pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a couple of them, but I mean, anything that really gets the suspense going, like Jaws did a really good job, obviously, which I love that half the reason it was so suspenseful was because the animatronic shark didn't work as often as they wanted it to. So they had to do a lot more building with the like, just not knowing what's there. And that's the thing. The human mind can make things way scarier than seeing something. So that's why the the sound is so important um, in these as well. Yeah. It like gets your heart racing and what you're imagining is always way worse than what it is in, you know, in life in general half the time. One film that uh, keeps coming up and I finally actually watched uh, in a couple of years ago was The Thing with Kurt Russell. Have you guys seen it? Is that, um, well, there, isn't there also like the original, like The Thing? From way, b- way back? Yeah, is that a remake of like a 50s movie? They did a remake recently and apparently it's terrible. I haven't watched it. But the one with Kurt Russell, they're in like Antarctica and 
an alien has come there and now is can he's it's the thing that can transform into anybody but then they realize that the blood reacts differently to something so that's another thing anything involving aliens is also considered a halloween movie yeah so so one of the the most anticipating things is they're like we will test each other's blood on this little thing and you don't it's not gory well if you hate the sight of blood but it's literally just a little bit of prick on the finger and then they all bleed Mm -hmm. a little bit and then you're waiting one by one whose blood would react or Mm -hmm. does any of them scream came up i love it and it you know yeah i never saw any of those scream movies i think that was during the time when i yeah yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. I should because they're because they're classic. But I I feel like when they were coming out was when I was very staunchly in this eh horror scary movies aren't my thing. How so I just dare didn't you, see Candace. Them. First of I've all, watched so many other movies. I was just watching all other those things. Films have beautiful sweaters. Yes, they get <laughs> soaked in blood, but they have the most gorgeous sweaters. Well, at least if there's more blood, it sounds like something I would enjoy better. Um, so. And it kind of had a fun. You know, it talks about all the classics from the 70s and 80s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll watch them. I, th- this Doing this special, this Halloween special, has reinvigorated my yeah. um, need to watch a lot of the classics. Um, yeah, because yeah, this time of year, they all come back out in force. I'll, so. I'll mention a it's couple a good of the Alfred Hitchcock classics. There's yes. uh, Strangers on a Train, 1951. There's The Birds mm-hmm. from 1963. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that next. With Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Rope. Uh, 1948, where the murder happens in the first five seconds. They put the body in the trunk okay. and then ask the parents to come over for dinner when their son's in the trunk dead. Uh, there's Vertigo. Dial M for murder. Rear Window. Rear Window is uh, Jimmy Stewart. Oh, that's a great one. I've seen that and one. Grace yeah. Kelly has the most amazing clothes in that one. And that actually is supposed yeah. to take <laughs> so place in an apartment complex here in Washington, D.C., um, and then, oh. of course, there's Psycho. DC. So those are just a couple of those mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, to mention. That yeah, classic. there's so many films in the world, you know, so many. So you can pick a genre and just you'd never you'd never finish seeing them all no matter what. I mean, it's just it's really hard. But I will I, I promise you guys I will watch more horror movies and just thriller and suspense and Halloween movies. Well, I wanted to go through the survey. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the survey. Um, what did people say? So first, I'm going to ask you guys the question. You'll answer really quickly, and then I'll give you guys some of the top answers. Your favorite horror franchise. There were Friday the 13th, Conjuring, Saw, Jaws, Nightmare on Elm Street, Other. Uh, I'd say know. Other because I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm going to have to take a pass on that. Okay. Well, Friday the 13th got the most votes with, uh, and then Jaws, then Nightmare on Elm Street, and others came up were Scream, which I now saying it, I was like, oh, duh. Um, Should have put that on the survey. uh, Halloween. Actually, I think Halloween was a question. I forgot about that. and actually, somebody put, you know what? Mortal Remains, because the sequel is coming. I did a little research, and the person who wrote that in is one of the producers of Mortal Remains, and it's coming up. So, good job. It's on crypticpictures.com if you want to know more. Um, all right. Your favorite non-scary but Halloween-like movie? Casper, Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, Practical Magic, Harry Potter franchise, 
The night before Christmas. Oh, I like the Harry Potter franchise. I could definitely watch those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. I, I'm terrible at picking favorites. I'd say it's maybe of those options, um, uh, a tie between the Harry Potter films, Practical Magic, and Nightmare Before Christmas. I would say Hocus Pocus was mine, but Harry Potter was number one. And then Hocus Pocus, Beetlejuice, and Practical Magic, and Nightmare Before Christmas all were tied uh, so that was interesting. <laughs> Some other films that came up was Paranorman, Poltergeist, Young Frankenstein, and Adam's Family. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Adam's Family is a classic mm-hmm. as well. So then no one Your mentioned an uh, interview with a vampire. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're redoing that no. as, a, as a series now. No and one I feel like. It. Like very trendy. Well, they're they're pretty classic. They've always been around. You've got yeah. True Blood and Vampire. You know, as the whole thing too coming back. And um, there's all sorts of classic vampire movies. I guess I hesitate to say Twilight because they're just so lame. But apparently, those hey. are vampires too. Um, yeah, but there's there's all these. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'm sorry if you're not eating people, you're not a vampire. But like, it's just, um, um, but no, it's there's all of those. Um, there's a ton of like vampires have been one of, I think one of the most classic and sustaining of all of those. I mean, from like, you know, Nosferatu and Dracula and like all these things going like original vampire movies all the way up to now, it's constantly a steady, it's like a really good staple of the Halloween time genre because vampires are sort of, you know, get the sexy part too, you know? So yeah. it keeps it in that whole, cause I will say horror oftentimes pairs with um, like sex appeal stuff too. There's usually like, you know, a shirt rips off and you got boobs as well as, as blood. You know, there's always, there's always that kind of element of like sex with horror. I like a a lot. For those who are listening, you guys can't watch this, but Sandra has just been nodding. No, for the rest. Shaking her head. 45 times. The whole time. Not, not her jam. So we, Sandra's, Sandra's representing people that, you know, have to survive the Halloween <laughs> October onslaught of horror and, and Halloween films when it's not everyone's cup of tea. Do you guys have a favorite horror theme? The options were sci-fi slash aliens, supernatural, slasher, or other. I'd say, I'd say thriller, like things that are good, suspenseful um, another, is, yeah. probably, is probably good. Because then it involves some psychological stuff. I I would agree. That would be my favorite. Sandra? Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I like the Alfred Hitchcock, the suspense. Yeah. Uh, I do like those. And and any Agatha Christie, you know, then there were none where, you know, the 10 people are on that house out in the middle Mm -hmm, of the island and mm -hmm. one by one, they're knocked off. Yeah. A a couple. So sci-fi got number one, supernatural number two. But other ones that came up were psychological thrillers and home invasions. That was another one, which is a good one. Uh, it's a scary because it could happen, and that, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to go through this list uh, because some of these I hadn't seen, but I've heard of. Uh, your favorite foreign horror film, because mm-hmm. don't let subtitles ruin the movie for you. Go that goes it. for all genres, people. There all are great, genres. great films that you should you should watch. Which actually, Parasite, which is a South Korean oh, film. I really liked that one, yeah. That came up, and I was like, is that a horror film? Yeah, I mean, it's a suspenseful, yeah. And there's 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 violence in it, there's suspense, there's... I love it. Know. I watched it four times. Um, Psychological stuff. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty low low bar to make it to be a, a horror or I Halloween guess so, film. I because I didn't even consider it. Because my personal favorite horror films... 
are um, foreign horror films. Wreck and Rick 2, as in record, but it's R-E-C, mm-hmm. and it's Spain, Spanish. It's so good. Ugh. They did an American remake. It sucks. Don't watch it. Um, but <laughs> Most of the times, the original is the best. So for, the original for and a solid sequel. And then one of my favorite twists, which I won't ruin it to, for you guys, but you could watch it on YouTube, Shudder, which is from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was made like in 2001. And I call the main character Backstreet because he had the, the like Backstreet Boys in sync hair with his hair kind of like <laughs> long and covering his eyes. And gotcha. He's super cute. But there's <laughs> every time he takes a photo, there's a ghost that's haunting him. And so I was like, Backstreet watch out, you know? And stuff. <laughs> but they did do actually four remakes, three in India and one American. Um, and I haven't gotten my hands on them, but also they all got terrible reviews. Shudder is mm. really a great film. Um, but if I keep talking about it, I will spoil it. Some other ones. Train to Busan. Again, I love it. South Korean. A lot of Korean films come up. Um, Piggy which actually came out this year. I I had just seen the trailer, but I hadn't seen it. It's from Spain. Funny Games, which is Austria. And there is an American remake. I refuse to watch it. It's not funny at all. Um, Eyes Without a Face, which is from Italy. And it's pretty old. Um, Nosferatu, the original, Mm -hmm. is from Germany. Old Boy, which again, I was like, is that a a horror film? Uh, It's South Korean. With, I mean, you could just say all of the Black Mirror episodes are horrors then, too. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but Old Boy, wild twist, if you don't know it, I won't be the one to tell you it. Um, Hostel, which I was like, hold up. I think that's Eli Roth, which is United States. I checked. It is United States, but also Czech Republic. Oh, okay. And it's one of the slasher films. I don't really like those, so I haven't watched it. Thirst, which is South Korean. This one bugged me. You'll know. A girl walks home alone at night. Is not Iran. <laughs> She's a British, a British Iranian woman who filmed in the United States, but it's supposed to take place in Iran. But okay, whatever. Um, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, mm-hmm. which is a German film. I had never heard of it. Um, the Orphanage, which is from Spain. It is a great one. It's sad. Uh, that's why I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's a great one. But it's uh, Ringo, which is Japanese. And there is a American remake called Ring, The Ring. Um, Rosh, Rashomon, which is oh, I from Japan. That one, right. And a little that, somebody. That, that one, that, that's Kurosawa. Right, I'm yes. saying his name, I'm and you're the one who name. told me this, right. so I added it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. That's fine. fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of like go-to favorite horror films for me. I will say the others: Rosemary's Baby, Twenty Eight Days Later, Conjuring One and Two, Wreck One and Two. What about you guys? Uh, well, just to finish the foreign film thing. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. One of the ones that uh, I really liked. I think it's called Let the Right One In. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of a vampire, vampire thing. Yeah, and they they remade it. They remade it, I think, for the U.S. And I I might have seen it, but it was definitely way worse than the original. And the it's turning into better. a show that's coming out. Yeah, the original is is much better. I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, I can't remember which. It's European. I don't know if I could say that I have a favorite of 
the horror genre. Um, also because anyone who knows me knows I hate picking favorites. I'm so bad oh, at picking favorites right. because I, I'm always like, it depends on my mood and it depends on the genre and it depends on this and it depends on, I'm always the, it depends. I can't just pick the one favorite. Like all of my movies across time, I have to have a unranked top 15 or something all the time. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a favorite of that, but I will say Halloween, the holiday is my favorite holiday. There, so there you go. See, that's an interesting. Sandra, do you have one that you're like, if I have to watch a scary movie, this is the one I go to? I wouldn't say that I have any one particular favorite, but I'm going to toss out another movie that was had a lot of suspense in it, and that is Black Swan, uh, starring uh, Natalie oh, yeah. Portman and, and Mila mm-hmm. Kunis. Um, again, that, that suspense uh, aspect of it is what I uh, gravitate mm-hmm. towards. Yeah, that was really good. I like that one. Well, this is a interesting. I asked for the scariest moment or jump scare in a movie. It didn't necessarily have to be a horror film, but mm-hmm. the one there are two that I have. One of mine comes up three times, um, which is The Exorcist three. The second one apparently is so bad, I didn't even watch it. Nobody should watch it. Apparently, the third one, everyone says, is wonderful, and there is a gif or a jif of the jump scare a nun comes out of nowhere in a hospital <laughs> it's terrifying it's awesome and that came up in the survey um jaws coming out of the water um deep blue sea where samuel L. jackson gets eaten that's a spoiler but it is a really good one i was like oh i guess you could say deep blue sea is a scary movie i mean anytime it's really calm and quiet and then they really get you you know yeah there was this one scene in jurassic park i think it's the first one and wayne newman i can't think of what his character is sitting in the car and the baby jurassic dinosaur all of a sudden he's about to you know he jumps out of nowhere and i'm telling you i was in the movie theater and i literally jumped out of my seat and I think the baby dinosaur eats eats him or something. So eats him or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, The Shining came up on a couple of times. It's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Um, but also when Danny turns the corner and sees the twins at the end of the hallway, that mm-hmm. came up. Uh, the ending of Carrie with the arm out of the ground. Um, and then I did want to share this movie is terrible, but I the trailer was one of my favorites. It's called The Hatred, and it came out. Um, not too long ago and it's a babysitter this is the trailer and i was like i gotta watch this babysitter gets called up the little girl's like there's someone under the bed you have to check please She's like there's no such thing as like you know. all right i will check under the bed to keep you safe so she looks under the bed and it's the little girl and the little girl's like that's not me Oh, and yeah, it's, it's a good preview for a horror movie. That's right? a good, so I watched it and I'm like, what is this BS? <laughs> it was awful. I lasted 10 minutes and the reviews get so funny. It's called The Hatred and no one likes it. It ended up being Nazis. Why? And it takes place in 2017. <laughs> what? Why not? No. Hey, Nazis are back. I don't know. It's <laughs> it they, never, they never left. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, at the end, I just wanted to share the shout outs for people who took the survey and anything that they wanted to say. So Rod, uh, Bryce, Bryce Haley, Doug Ryan, thank you for taking the survey. Um, Joe Djokovic, uh, he was saying he's working on a horror movie, Domicidal. 
So keep an eye out for that. Mark Ritchie, who is one of the producers for Mortal Remains, uh, asks, do you remember Carl Atticus? I checked. That has to do with this sequel. Um, Picture this video.net was asked to be promoted. Um, and it is by a WIF member, uh, and they do great work. Um, Katie from One More Round, the Rocky Series podcast. Thank you, Katie, for taking this. She and I have been on a podcast called The Jacked Up Review Show. Um, and her podcast is really interesting. It's about the Rocky film franchise. Uh, Anne Saul of Saul Good Media. She says, life is scary enough. I'll watch the kids' movies. And Tanya Fitzpatrick is the founder of World Footprints, a socially conscious travel platform helping to alleviate a fear of traveling in today's somewhat scary world. And Celia uh, says, hi, she is seen in Walking Dead World Beyond. And thank you all for taking the survey. I really appreciate some of these things that came up. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm glad I'm not the only one to get scared of the nuns uh, seen in Exorcist 3. <laughs> Do you guys have any last words? Um, I was just going to say, based on a couple of shout outs was also another uh, reminder that, yeah, the, the the world itself is pretty, pretty scary these days or it can be and has been, especially through some bad times. So that is part of why I didn't watch as many horror films, because I wanted happy, light, fluffy escapism for a while there. Um, but now I'm uh, very much going to get back on the watching all the types train. This has been a lot of fun. There's so many things you can think of. As soon as you start thinking of what is a Halloween movie or a horror movie, a million things start trickling yeah. in. Like partway through, I was like, oh, the craft. And like all these different things just pop into your mind. And so I'm going to keep thinking about stuff and, yeah. and being like, I've seen so many things and there's all this horror and suspense. So it is a very... Uh, bountiful uh, subject area or, or genre. So... I, I will think say, anyone can find what they like, whether they like fun and fluffy, cute comedy, kid, adult, horror, gory. You know, it's it. I love that it is a genre that you can find anything. I mean, even Sandra, who hates this genre, loves suspense Hitchcock. and likes Hitchcock films. So it's like there's always there's always a little there's a slice there's a lane in this this whole world for everyone. And a counter argument to your point, Candace, I was like, when life gets you down. You can watch a horror film and you're like, thank God I'm not them. That's true. That's true. You can watch something and be like, well, it's not that. Yeah. Like, uh, not to ruin some things, but for example, Fresh, which I brought up, was just another reminder to be like, you know what? Maybe if you don't get a date, that's fine. Because yeah. uh, that is know, also one of the better things films. Things could go horribly awry. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Sandra, any last words? Uh, I would say I'm glad this episode of the horror genre is over. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to talking about holiday films coming up in yes. December. Yes, that's the next yes. one. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Thank you to my co-hosts. We'll be back to to get to know each other more. Yeah, <laughs> so I hope you guys have gotten to know us, your hosts, a little bit better as well. Because, you know, we're spending most of our time highlighting the guests. And this is an opportunity for us to get to share a little bit more yeah. of our own personalities. Um, and also, I would just like to say happy Halloween to everyone. Hope happy Halloween. Hope have fun. <laughs>
Please remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at WIF as in Frank, V as in Victor.org. <laughs>